Hey everyone, another week in another interview. Quick introduction before I jump into the heart of this interview with my friend, Crystal Thompson. Um, I just wanted to give a little bit of context. First, I will just say Crystal and I, I'm so lucky that um, our paths have crossed because I just adore Crystal. This is the power of the internet and social media because Crystal and I met through kind of networking from our different uh, direct sales companies. She's with Saint. I still have my Rodan and Fields business. You'll hear us talk a little bit about that in the episode, but um, just our people within our you know teams, organizations, uh, them kind of networking led me to her. And then I've been fortunate enough to work with her. She has created some beautiful brand um, images for me to use within my coaching business. She did a little bit of coaching with me as I was like learning different things about being an entrepreneur. Um, and then I have bought uh, some Saint products from her. So I just, as a human, I just adore her and I'm really grateful, you know, like I said, for networking and for the land of direct selling and um, the internet to just have brought us together. And the other thing I wanted to say to kind of open this episode was that this was a really intentional of her and I having this conversation and that I'm airing it right after announcing last week that I am putting my coaching business on pause to go back to the clinic. If you haven't listened to that episode, you can go listen. It's the one right before this, uh, number 29. But why I thought it was really important is one, Crystal and I, you'll hear us say, we're just both at this phase, you know, a phase change um, is coming for both of us. And so we wanted to talk about it and normalize it. But as we were like, you know, on Instagram, DMing one another and just having a conversation, we just kept saying like, not enough people are talking about this. Not enough people are talking about this. And so then I was like, so please come on the podcast and let's talk about this. Um, and we talk from everything. We talk about everything you're going to hear. We talk about how, you know, Crystal and I are good examples of we are never, have never been the ones that just like blast off and, and grew these like direct selling empires. We are good examples of women who've always kind of had our hands in a couple different things and really enjoy that, you know, from just for pure enjoyment and like volunteering to like, having multiple streams of income and, and trying to normalize that. Um, we've also been at different stages of our lives of like knowing that we needed to get out of something and staying in it too long for different reasons and kind of ignoring all those alarm bells that are going off or being in a place of like unknown and what do I do next and trying to figure out like what fits me and all of these kinds of things. So you're going to hear just a lot of variety, but the reason I titled it is it's also normal. This episode is because that was just like the theme throughout is all the different things you're going to hear us talk about when it comes to changing and pivoting and modifying and, and exploring. You know, we talk mostly about work here, but any part of our life is we just kept saying it's so normal and more people need to talk about it. So that's what this episode about is about. Uh, I hope it is reassuring and validating. I hope you know, there might be a takeaway or two for some of you who might find yourselves kind of similar to where Crystal and I are at right now this phase. Um, and I hope you'll share it with someone who maybe you know is going through something like this. They feel stuck. They feel lost. They're struggling to know what to do next. They're worried about how they're going to be perceived, any and all of it. Please share it with someone um, that you know will resonate with it. So enough about uh, enough in this intro. Let me stop here and get right to the interview. All right, let's just jump right in. Hello, Crystal. Thank you for being here. So good to see you. Yay, thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, so I already recorded the intro. We let everybody know like um, how you and I kind of crossed paths and how we came to this conversation that we're going to have that's kind of about like change and evolution and pivoting. Um but before we jump in any further, I would love it if you would quickly just introduce yourself to any of my listeners that aren't familiar with you yet, just to share a little bit about you and whatever you think is relevant. Yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation because I feel like I'm currently in yet another like, let's change things up situation. Yeah. Um, I am Crystal, Crystal Adele on Instagram in the social media world, if you follow me around there. Um, my family and I, we moved to Austin, Texas at, at the end of 2020. So like 
the biggest change of our, our lives so far. Um, don't, I do not recommend moving <laughs> at the like middle of a pandemic. That was probably one of the hardest things we've ever done. Um, but we grew up in Southern California and my husband was like, I don't really want to stay here. What do you think? And he had kind of always talked about it. And I was like, not interested at all. I was not on the same page. And then just kind of things evolved. And it felt like if we're going to do this, it was now or never. And I feel like since really since then, it's been like a ch one change after another. Um, but it's been really fun. I currently am a social seller, but I am like multifaceted. I feel like an entrepreneur at heart, but my like love is social selling. I'm in a direct sales company, but I also offer coaching and one-on like small group situations too. I just love all the things that like come along with like being that entrepreneur that you get to decide like what you get to do. Like I've always, I work with a lot of people and I'm just like, well, what, what do you want? Like, why, why are you doing that? Like asking those questions that I'm like, wait a minute, let's take a little bit deeper. And I've had to do that with myself a lot. And, um, I quit my corporate job in 2021, I think, and just kind of went all in and I like literally have changed what I do so many times that I'm like now at this path, Megan and I were, and I were talking, we're like, and here's another big change. Like, let's just see what happens. Yeah. So it's going to be good. <laughs> so before we talk about kind of the, the heart of like what, when, when these changes have come throughout your life, well, you said the word multifaceted and yeah, like when we were DMing back and forth, you had shared a bit about like all the different backgrounds you have, even with like your education and your interests and things like that. So would you say you've always been someone who is multifaceted, like always interested in a lot of different things? Yes. So I like to like tell people I've been an entrepreneur since I was in middle school. I used to sell lollipops out of my backpack, like 25 cents for this little Mexican candy lollipop that I bought. We live in San Diego. So I like bought a big old bag in, in TJ, which is awful. Now they're like not even allowed to sell them because there's like, there's lead in them. <laughs> We grew up totally yeah. fine. I just yeah. want to say, but anyway, so I sold lollipops like out of my backpack when I was 13 and it just has like, I've had so many different jobs. Um, I like listed them out one day. I started working when I was 15 and a half and just have like always had a job of some sort, um, from like corporate, from retail to, you know, doing my own things too. And so, I for sure I'm like, oh, okay. Looking back, I have a workbook right that um I'm selling right now and I did it myself. And one of the pages is like, write down like what you've done. Like, where have you been? Where have you come from? And when I did that page, I literally was like, whoa, you're really knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. And I think we like, we tend to dismiss that in ourselves if you don't have like a big fancy degree especially like our age, I feel like it was like, go to college and then do this and then do that. And I tried and I failed <laughs> really badly. I hated college. I was not someone that thrived in that environment. And so I think like after I was able to like write down like all the different, I went to art school, I did go to community college and got a early child development um, certification. I went to Bible school and I was a kid's pastor. Like and then like throw in all the other things that I did, you know, on the side or, you know, management, whatever. It just was a moment of like, oh my gosh, like don't discredit all the things that you've done to get to where you are right now, because beautifully they can all really work together if we are aware of them and if we like embrace it. And that's why I think like multifaceted, I think we all are. But I also think that we're told to like fit yourself in to one thing or no, like you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way. And I just, I just don't agree with that. I don't think it works for everybody that way. Yeah. And also knowing you, like, <clears throat> I can't help but imagine like you are a very creative person and that's been a part of what you've done recently. So I almost think too, like, I'm sure that lends itself for you to like getting creative in what you could do in a way that like you think outside of a box, probably compared to some of us who like, that's not something that I would say I identify with that I am creative in, in any sort of sense. Like that's 
that's not to like put myself down, but I, that's just not like a strength of mine where I would say I'm like very like practical and organized and logical and like all these kinds of things. And so I'm sure that's lended itself to like, you've seen opportunities and then like turned them into something in a way um, that some of us wouldn't, I mean, we wouldn't blink twice at to even consider, yeah. could I, could I do this as some sort of career? Could I turn that into a side gig or a hobby? Um, so I'm sure that lends itself like just all the ideas over the course of your lifetime of what you've been able to like add and bring to your life. Yeah. And I think it's scary too. Like when I, when I was a, a kids, a children's ministry director, kids pastor for seven years. And in that space, it was kind of entrepreneurial because you were kind of on your own. Like you had your own little ministry and we kind of like ran it the way we wanted to, you know, cohesively. Um, but in that space, there was a lot of like creativity and there was things that like, I never would have thought like, oh, I could do this for other people and this would make money. That's just wasn't the mind space I was in then. Mm -hmm. But like what I do now and looking back to that time of my life, I was like, oh, I totally did that back then. I just did it for free <laughs> or mm -hmm. I did it for the church or I did it for friends, you know, and it, it totally, it is the things that sometimes, like you said, like we don't even think about it because it comes so naturally to us. Mm -hmm. And we all have that in different ways. Like you said, we all have different strengths. We all have different um, things that we bring to the table that you don't necessarily have to make money off of. I like, I don't think like, what do they say? Like not every hobby has to be, you know, income producing, yeah. but I do think if you are in that space, take them, take a step back and be like, what are my strengths? Like you said, like what? where do they lie? Where, where could they align with something? If I am looking to add income or, you know, grow a, a different business or go a different way. Um, we just, I think we just all, we don't give ourselves enough credit of yeah. all the things that we are totally capable of. Yeah. Well, and like you said, I think some of that is hard where like, um, the messaging parents, families, society, whatever, right. It's pick one lane, stay in it forever and ever, go to college, get a degree in it. And like, this is supposed to define like a large portion of you and your identity. And although, like I just said, I wouldn't say that I am like me personally, wouldn't say that I, I like to think outside the box to create something or turn something into an opportunity. What I would say is um, I am someone who like my mom worked start to finish her whole life at the same place. She did a couple different things like that changed, but like she was, she worked at a, a community college um, and was there her whole career. My father-in-law, same thing, things, maybe they've merged or like departments shifted a little bit, but same place, his entire career. And he's just about to retire. That sounds painful to me. Like I have zero interest in that. And like, if I look back on my work history, around every four to five years, typically I shake it up. Like, so maybe I stay in the same lane and I'm not totally inventing something new for myself necessarily, but I like to, I like variety. I like change of pace. I like, you know, life changes during that time. So needs are different, right? So hearing you say that, like, there can be this pressure, or we feel like we have to do it a certain way when it comes to, I mean, really any part of our life, but work in particular, um, I've always felt that, but more from the, I don't want to stay one place forever, you know, yeah. like I need some variety. There's like a fear to fear of like judgment, fear mm. of, cause I, when I worked at the church, that's when I started doing saint. So selling makeup, I also sold, um, gosh, what did I, I made like vinyl signs on Etsy I was making jewelry, but I worked at the church full time. And I remember thinking like, are people, what are people going to think if mm -hmm. I'm doing these things, but I still work at the church, mm -hmm. but it, it fulfilled like, uh, like the creativity side too. And so it, it fit into what I loved doing, but I, re I remember thinking like, I'm going to get in trouble or people are going to talk about me or, you know, like, what are they going to say? And I think even now, like translating to I run most of my business on social media, but I think I do it very differently than a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And 
there are times where I'm like, well, maybe I should be doing it like her because she is, you know, quote unquote, more successful than I am, or they're doing better than I am. And I just think that if you try to do it like everybody else, or you try to do it in a way that doesn't like suit you, that's going to be really, that's, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I know we'll, we'll get there in a little bit, but I mean, there's, I, I feel like with any sort of change, there's outside factors that are influencing it. Right. And then there's internal factors. And as you're talking about kind of fear of judgment, like mine for sure is worried about appearing flaky. Am I going to look flaky that I don't want to stay somewhere for, you know, an extended period of time or what would that look like? You know? Um, and when you said earlier about the reality is though, is like, we are all multifaceted. So whether we stay at one place, our entire career, or we switch it up, or we always have multiple things going on at the same time, that, that there are outside factors for that. And there are inside factors for it. And really, I think if we all just embraced that again, do we have to turn everything into it, you know, an opportunity to monetize something? No, but if we just, if we just embrace that about us, like all of that internal crap, I think we'd be able to turn down the dial on that and not get so consumed with fear about it. Right. Like, um, why not? Why not everybody have their hands in a couple different things or try different things or be willing to switch it up so that we don't have to like, I don't know, um, question and doubt and, and blame ourselves till we're blue in the face. Right. Yeah. So I just, I think like hearing, hearing us and part of this conversation of why we thought it would be really relevant was just being able to like normalize it. Right. Like it again, like, so you've said like, it did come in the form of a lot of different jobs or uh, a variety of different, you know, educational things back then or whatever. And I'm saying like, oh, I might've stayed in the similar lane, but I like to switch it up still every, like, yeah. Who cares? You know, and the more that we just talked about this and and recognize that there are a variety of reasons why we might want to switch things up or pursue d- different things, then people wouldn't have to feel like the shame and fear and guilt about it, like we're saying we've gone through. Yeah. And I think too, like we were saying you don't have to monetize everything. That's a hundred percent true. But also, like when I joined Saint, I just really loved makeup. Like mm-hmm. I just enjoyed it. And it paid for like my nails and my coffee and a date night. And that was great. And I think like normalizing that too, that it doesn't have to be this, like you have to quit your nine to five or you have to, you know, you have to just hustle your butt off to make whatever you want to make. And it's like, well, but sometimes you can just do something small on the side. And that makes, that makes a big difference too. in a $200 grocery bill or whatever that looks like. And I feel like that's not talked about enough. Like we, it's, it's like glorified to be so successful and these, you know, (laughs) all these big numbers that are thrown around. Um, and that's what we see, but it's like, well, no, maybe you just want to work your, your day job and do something for fun. And that can bring in a little bit extra and Um, I know like Colleen talks about that a lot too. And I'm always like, that's how I started literally was like why I, I had two full-time jobs when I decided to join Saint and it was not to be, you know, this big booming business. It was just something that I loved doing and it was just fun. Yeah. And that's okay. Totally. And to want to do like, to want to take something into our lives, like for fun. Yeah, right? or to like to, to just try something new or learn something new or meet some new people, right? Like, you know, it maybe that comes in a form of like volunteering or or whatever, but like again, like adding more to our life and having some variety can serve a different purpose. If my nine yeah. to five is there for the stability and the income or the benefits of the whatever, then yeah, maybe I do want to work a few weekends at a girlfriend's boutique or something. Cause it's yeah. fun and it gets yeah. me out of the house or whatever. Like all of that, just being more normalized rather than yeah. like, what, what does that mean? Or, or wondering if everyone is, is judging us or worried about what we're doing in our lives, you know? Right. And then giving us the permission to, to like, don't compare yourself mm-hmm. to what someone else is doing. 
Because I know like that's that was definitely hard of like, oh, because when we moved, I still worked a full time remote job. And so I was doing that and then trying to make, you know, Saint like a full business. But that I mean, Saint did not get there for, gosh, at least a solid year, if not longer. And so being in that space of like, I'm still working my, you know, remote job, but I really want Saint to happen. I want this to be my full-time job. That like, I don't want to use the word pressure, but I can't think of a different word right now, but the pressure you put on yourself to be like, well, they're doing it. Why can't I? Or like, I really believe in this. Why is it not working? And like getting so like almost like upset with yourself that like it's not working or it's not doing what you hope it to hope that it does like don't quit your day job (laughs) don't don't quit that job yet that's okay like it, it just might not be your story and I think that's when like you have to change things up or you have to try something else or um gosh, there were so many times where I was like, maybe this isn't for me. So I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to quit. And then it was like, well, wait, why? Like what, what's behind quitting? Like, what do you get if you say, forget it, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, what are you just mad? Like I always tell my team, like, do not quit your business on a bad day because you're that there's a lot of emotions going down on a bad day. (laughs) And so you have to make sure you're like clear seeing what's going on. Um, but I think the normalizing that like it doesn't happen overnight either like there's that overnight success that like everybody's chasing and I think that comes with like the the season of viral everything Mm -hmm. is like you see it and you're like oh I could totally do that and you're like yeah you maybe you could that's not super realistic though yeah so what else could you be doing (laughs) And I, and, you know, specific to kind of like social, social selling or online businesses, this is where you and I were able to connect the most because, so I, I have a Rodan and Fields business. I've been with them for like, it might be five years at the end of the year. So closing in on that, which is insane to think about. Um, (laughs) But, you know, yeah, I was in and feeling like I was doing all the things that they said and trying real hard and all the stuff. And I mean, I made some, I made uh, truthfully a lot more money than I thought I would. Um, And then it got to a point though, where I was just like, I don't really enjoy this, doing it this way and pursuing these kinds of goals. And so it's still active. I still try to help serve the people, you know, that are my customers. Um, I never grew a huge team, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still there. Like, am I doing it the same way? Do I talk about it as much? Am I like involved with it to the same extent? No, but it's still there and I can keep it around. I didn't, when, when I got to the point of deciding, like, I don't want to like really like actively pursue this anymore. Same thing. Didn't mean I had to quit it entirely and it didn't have to say anything about me. So even if some people were being judgy or just curious, right? Like you can just like, it just, it just wasn't enjoyable anymore. And it wasn't worth the amount of effort or the kind of effort that I was putting into it. And at the end of the day, like it's my choice to make. So it's there. It's a stream of income. Right. Um, and you and I were talking like this, this episode will come out in the heels of me saying that, like, I'm going back into a clinic. Um, because truthfully working from home full time is not good for me. Mm -hmm. It's just not, it's not a good fit. Um, and we all did it. Most of us did it for a very long time because of, of the pandemic. Um, and, and so here I am. And, but I would have never known like that specific piece to this puzzle for me. I would have never known if I hadn't done this, right? Like I left a corporate job, decent pay, really good benefits, flexibility. Like there were a lot of really good things about that last job, but I did it to like, Hey, let's, let's try this. Let's, let's, you know, someone planted the seed of coaching, like that, it, that was even a possibility. And that's what I think gets us excited as we, we hear and see about the possibility and we believe in that for ourselves. Right. But I would have never known that like truly being like the full CEO of a coaching business and then working from home full-time, like that makes my nervous system feel not good. <laughs> I don't even have the right word. Not it's, a <laughs> yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. I just, like, even that, I think it's just, like, part of this conversation of of having people here, 
these different examples from us is it's just like, it doesn't have to be good, bad, right, or wrong. I would have never known that this just for me and my even like emotional and energetic well-being, like it is not a good fit for me to be here all the time. And that's where I'm at. And that's okay. You know, um, I love that you figured that out though. And you're, you're willing to be like, okay, this doesn't work. This isn't it. This And that, because I mean, when I quit, quit Stitch Fix where I was doing remote work for and went to coaching full-time, I ended up in like the Instagram coach world and I hated it. <laughs> I did not want to teach people how to, to grow on Instagram. Like I would make the content and I'd get the clients and I was making pretty good money for like six to eight months. And I just, I did not want to do it. And it made me like, it almost like broke my heart because the, it's so the Instagram, like social media growth world is so funny to me because not one thing works for everybody, but that's what we're pitched. And so when I would work one-on-one with someone, it was almost like, you had to like deprogram that thought. And it was like, no, this isn't going to be like, it again, that overnight success thing. Like it, this is going to take work. And it, it got to a point where like, people don't want to hear that though. And so I struggled a lot in that space. And I had to tell my husband, like, Hey, I don't want to do this. I know I quit my job <laughs> and I know I'm making really good money. I'm super sorry, but I, I like cannot do this anymore. And that I mean, it's really scary. It's really hard to be like, no, I have to change directions. I have to pivot. And I mean, that was like, that was in the spring of 2022. And I don't even think I have like found my space yet in the like coaching world um, since then. And so what, that's been over a year. <laughs> I've just kept like trying things. I'm like trying things out. Like, do I want to do this? Oh, not so much. Do I want to coach, you know, a big group? I don't know if I like that either. So it's, I think for you, like knowing it's not, it's not a right fit for me to work from home and figuring that out and knowing like I can fig- I can have another option because I feel like we almost like tell us, like we said in the very beginning, like, no, it has to be this way, or I have to do it this way. Or if I'm seeing success, I have to keep doing it. And it's like, well, who says, <laughs> and you know, like we have bills to pay, we have, you know, things we got to do. So I, I understand that. And there's still some stuff that I do now that I'm like, Oh, I don't want to. And my, my husband works for um, Chick-fil-A. He's like a business director. He's like, you think I like making these like spreadsheets? you know, every day. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> like, maybe you do. I don't know. And he's like, no, but sometimes you have to do it. So I know that there are things that we have to do just to get them done. I'm not saying that, but I think knowing yourself enough to be like, no, this is really, this is not good for me. I got to figure something else out. And whether that be, you know, going back to a, a day job, a full-time job, corporate job, I don't even know what we call them, like yeah. a nine to five <laughs> like the real world jobs, you know, or pivoting what you're currently doing on your own or sticking it out for a little bit. Cause sometimes you just have to, like, there's been multiple times where I'm like, well, I don't love doing this, but I have to do it for now. And it's this season for now, or, you know, and I think sometimes we, we hear like, no, don't do that. Like, don't, you have to either stick it out, suck it up, do it, or, go chase joy and do, you know, everything that you've ever dreamed of and everything will work out. And it's like, well, sometimes you're right in the middle. Sometimes you're like, well, I got to figure this. I got to stay here for a minute and then hopefully figure something else out. And that, that middle space though, that's real scary. (laughs) It's It's not fun. It's not fun. (laughs) It does feel like you're like ping-ponging back and forth between like life is too short. So I need to find something that is like joyful and that I like doing because I don't, I don't want to be like miserable for my working life versus like be practical and realistic and the bills are due. And you're like, you know, like you feel like a ping pong ball sometimes, you know? Um, and so like thinking about that, right? Like those two aren't, it's not one or the other. We're always trying to find our best version of both, right? That both the things that I am passionate, excited, that do bring me joy, that fit my personality or lifestyle and 
take care of the day-to-day, the basics, the things that have to be done. Um, so when, when these pivots and changes have come for, for you though, throughout your life, what do you think some of the biggest factors have been like what those things that told you, like, it's time, like, I need to switch it up. I need to add something, remove something, whatever. Like, what do you think some of those biggest factors for you have been? Oh my gosh. So many, like we talked about, I've done a lot of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I, the biggest one is when I left my church job. Um, it was pretty devastating. Like I wanted to be the little old lady that worked at the church forever. That would have been the job that I stayed at like my whole life. And, you know, people are people, people are humans and some hard stuff happened, but I took a full year of, I mean, crying every day. It was, it was pretty traumatic. And my husband finally was like, Hey, this isn't working. And we didn't have a backup plan. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. Otherwise I knew that I could go back to preschool teaching. Um, that's not what I wanted to do, but I knew that I could. And so sometimes you have to, like we said just a minute ago, like evaluate, okay, this is really unhealthy for me. And I'm, I'm extremely sad to leave, but I like, you have to, there are times where you're like, this is not an option that I can be choosing anymore. And even though I didn't want to go back to preschool teaching, I did. And the the school that I landed at, um, it healed me. So I think it's really cool to like, look back and be like, oh my gosh, like that was just such a traumatic experience. I was so heartbroken. And I went back to preschool teaching when I didn't plan to, and the people there helped heal me. So like, that's like a beautiful like story in and itself. And then when you're in the entrepreneur space, like I am now, and building something of your own, there's this amazing, like, you get to decide, like, what do I offer? How do I help people? How do I serve people? You know, going back to that workbook I talked about earlier, like map it out. What, where, where are you passionate? What are you good at? What are your strengths? How do you, how do you talk to people? Like maybe it's not social media. That's not a strength of yours. Maybe it's blogs or, you know, like there's just so many things that we have in our, like our space of that create connection. And I, I love social media for that. Like, I know that there can be such a bad rep around social media, but I think it's just so beautiful that like, it can bring us together. Like there's someone I talk to almost every day who lives in Canada, her and I have never met, but we're like two entrepreneurs that are like cheering each other on. Like, what do you have? What are you working on this week? How can I, you know? And it's like, I wouldn't have never met her if it wasn't for Instagram. And so having this like space of you get to decide how you connect, how you serve, what, you know, offers you create. And while that seems really daunting and you could pick something like I did and be like, never mind, this is not working. I think you really have to trust like your gut. Cause I walked away from the Instagram coach world, making consistent money, having a consistent offer, but knowing that it wasn't right for me. And I recommend you have a plan B. (laughs) I did not. (laughs) So, you know, I feel like that was probably, I probably should have done that first, but I didn't. Um, that usually helps. I mean, I guess I kind of did. I still had Saint. And so I had, you know, some, and then because I work, uh, in off of social media, I have picked up some social media clients in person here in town, but I mean, even those, like, that's not my passion. You know, I don't want to run social media accounts, but that goes back to like, sometimes you got to do the things that will pay the bills that can fund the thing that you love and you're excited about and you want to grow you know, every, every day. Um, but I always go back to, even though we just said like the idealistic of like, what brings you joy? I don't know if it's like joy more to like trusting that like inner part of you that like you, like with you going back to clinic, it's like, you know, staying home is not right for you. And I think that even though it's not necessarily the joy part. It kind of is in more that like, what's right for me? Like what's, what's, what fits, what feels right. And maybe it's not seeking the joy, but it is seeking the, like, this feels really wrong. So I have to pay attention to that. Yeah. I'm glad you said this because sometimes, I mean, it can feel like when we just talked about this, like ping ponging back, (laughs) kind of like, 
joy and fulfillment and passion. It's kind of like feminine kind of stuff, right? And then like bills and structure and deadlines and nine to five can feel really pretty masculine in a lot of ways, right? And we all have our own like intersection and our needs from both camps. Mm -hmm. So again, rather than having to just pick one, you know, which I think is like the, the, maybe the point we want to hammer home in this conversation was just like, when you said, sometimes you need to have something different to help kind of fuel or fund the -hmm. thing that you're most passionate about and just normalizing that because we all, we all want a need from both camps and we don't have to pick just one. Like, and, and what I love that you said though, is for, you know, knowing that most of my listeners are, are women is to say like, so don't turn off that like intuitive, Mm-hmm. that instinct part of you that knows when it's it's time to do something different right we don't quit on a bad day we don't make decisions when we're really emotional about something right or we're in the thick of something um but we listen to our bodies and we pay attention to that inner knowing that just says like again uh, we'll use this can stick around just not like this anymore right yeah. I can't go at this pace I can't do it this way I need a, to separate from these people whatever the factors might be like to not turn off that part of us that at the end of it knows, because while we may need to hold on to something for the money in particular for a while or the benefits, um, but when we give ourselves like a deadline and a timeline to find a plan B, to explore options, to whatever, we're still honoring that like this has to have an end date, right? Yeah. Or it has to, again, look different and I need to switch up some major factors about it. I think that that is just huge because to me, I have no stats around this, so I'm really just flying. <laughs> like, I think at the end of the day, when people end up having to like full hard stop, like pivot compared to like, let's add or change some things. I mm-hmm. think that's because all of the internal alarm bells have been going off for a really long time. And it is like, it is the the feminine stuff. It is your energy. It is your mindset. It's your physical health. It's how things are going at home. Like all of that kind of stuff, I think starts to like get way out of whack when we are honoring and listening to like, this is not working. So again, this isn't to be like, just throw the bills out the window and (laughs) about, you know, your family eating. Like we're not, I'm not saying that, but um, I think things we can hold on to things and stay in things so much longer in a way that ends up serving us worse. Mm -hmm. Um, then when we try to do all the things, can I switch it up? Can I ask for some sort of modifications at this job? Can I try it a different way? Can I, whatever I need to do in all these tweaks and changes. So it doesn't have to get until like full on burnout, full on major problems. And now I have to like completely pivot. I mean, um, I don't know. I feel like that's just what I've seen a lot of in in my own experience, people I've worked with, my own personal life, all of that is it's like when we turn off that part of us that knows, we kind of set ourselves up almost for like more of like a crisis. Oh yeah. I have to get out and I have no plan B. And now there is no money coming in compared to like, this isn't working and I'm going to honor that. So like what little tweaks can I make along the way? So ultimately I can get to where I want and need to be on both sides, money, benefits, passion, whatever. Um, just don't turn that part of you off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely got to that point when I was at the church. I mean, I I was in full like crisis mode when I left, it got so bad. And if I, you know, I wouldn't change it now because I learned so much from it, but looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have left so much sooner, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't listening to that part of me. I was way too emotionally involved in so many areas of it. Um, but I learned from it. Right. And so now when I'm in building something of my own and I have this social selling part of what I do, so I'm with direct sales, I'm with Saint, what I think is not like normalized, like we said, is that you can be in direct sales and do other things. Like, I feel like there's almost like a stigma, like you're not supposed to. And I mean, you've been with Rodan Fields, what'd you say? Almost five years. I've been with for over six years, the amount of knowledge I've learned from just being in that direct sales world, Mm -hmm. it blows me away. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, they, there's so much, you know, for our specific team and company, there's so much like training offered. There's so many different things that you can learn, like even just running a business online 
And so like, if I were to just be like, nope, I can only, I can only do saint. Like I'm only allowed to stay in my little, the little bubble. Like I'd be missing out on so much. Mm-hmm. And I don't think enough, like, like you said, like fee- I mean, even female entrepreneurs in general, I don't think they realize that you can offer more things. <laughs> like you can do other things. You can do, like you said, different things and try other options and try out this offer, try out that offer. And it's okay because I, I I think we're too afraid that it's going to be like a like oh you failed mm. like, oh you tried that and it didn't work and you publicly failed I am currently trying to earn a trip with Saint and I'm like terrified that I'm not going to make it because I've made it public and I'm going to have to publicly fail and that's just silly first of all because it's not failing like it's more of like oh my gosh look how far I got look at all that I've done the past four months. This is, that's insane. Like, look at what you did. So if we can tell ourselves like, it's not failing, it just didn't work out the way you thought it was going to. So now what, what else could it be? Like, what, what did you learn? Like, oh my, how much did you grow? (laughs) There's so much that we can learn from just like trying things out, you know, and like what you've been home working from home like what did you learn what can you take from that experience and and move forward with what you're going to do next and I think that's a huge part of it is that we don't we don't want to fail <laughs> we don't want people to think we failed we it's 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 really it's really hard to like grasp that part <laughs> yeah and well I don't like to call it failure either like I totally agree I give this a, a, this example all the time of if health and fitness is an easy way to do that, right? Like if we said like, I want to, you know, hit my 10,000 steps every day and you're plugging along and you're meeting that goal. And then something happens in, you know, four days that week, you got to 8,000 and the the next week you had one day that you only got to 6,000, whatever. It's so easy to be like, I didn't hit my goal. Mm-hmm. and make it this all or nothing thing. That's like 20 bucks says you've gotten way more steps in th- since you set the goal than you probably ever did before then. So whether you hit the 10 or not, and every day or not, you still did a lot more than you did before that goal ever existed. So look, we can't, th- those 8,000 steps don't not count. You did them. Yeah. Whether you can acknowledge them or not, like that happened. And that That's got you <laughs> way closer than before, right? So same thing, right? Like here I am. And I could be totally wrapped up in my head, consumed about like, people are going to think that I failed because, you know, I'm not, I'm not really doing, and again, this coaching business, it'll always be in the background, but like, I'm not doing that anymore. And I went back to the clinic and that's like the worst thing ever is to have to go back to corporate after you said like all the great things about being able to work from home and work for yourself and whatever. Um, so I don't like calling it failure either, but at the end of the day, if that's what we're going to call it, then fine. Then let's normalize failing. Yes. I love it. I love it so much. I failed. Yeah. Cool. I love that. I think what's funny though, go ahead. Yes. We all do. do. It's so normal. Yeah. And if you think I've been doing this thing, like my son is 14, almost 14. And weirdly this past like summer, since this past summer, I've been like thinking like, what would I want him to do? If I'm in a situation, I'm like, what would I want Noah to do? And it has changed the way I look at things so much because if it's something that I would want him to be like, I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? Like that's so, it's so crazy to me that we trap ourselves in something because of fear of judgment, because of, you know, fear of failing or whatever that may be. But if you turned around and told your kid to to do that, like we would be like, no way, we're not going to, I'm not going to tell my kid that. Well, then why are we telling ourselves that? Yeah. Like was talking about this with my husband the other night. And I was like, isn't that crazy? He just, you know, I get like, my husband's so even keeled and I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. He was like, sure. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. I get it. I'm like, I was like having this like big revelation. <laughs> but it <laughs> but is it's, like, it's like hits you when you have this like age of child. That's like, like he's going to be making decisions soon that I'm not involved in. And that, that's wild to me. Mm-hmm. And I want him to look back and be like, oh my gosh, my mom took risks. My mom did things scared. My mom put herself out there. My mom chased big dreams. Sometimes they didn't work, but she kept going. Like, it's just all these like little things that 
like we would want to teach our kids and yet we won't do it. Yeah. We won't listen. Mm-hmm. And it's, it has really changed like how I think about things. I think that's super helpful because it does snap us out of our own head. And when we're spiraling and all the emotional things we're saying to ourselves and wondering and worry about, it can kind of snap us out of that and kind of pull back to get some perspective, right? Yeah. Like, what would I tell my kid? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, would I want to tell my nearly eight year old, like, nope, you have to pick one thing you want to be for the rest of your life and that's it? Uh, No, no, I would. If someone else said that to them, you'd be like, excuse you. Like, that's, don't teach my kids. I actually like the back to school things where it says like, what do you want to be when you grow up? There's a part of me that doesn't ever want to ask my kids that because it's like, I'm already setting them up to say that they have to pick one thing. I mean, it's cute and funny when they say like, I want to be a unicorn trainer or things like that. (laughs) But like, I don't care what, change it up every year. Please do add three things on the list. Right. Um, so, okay. I think we could probably talk about this all day. Long. I know, we put like all the little like tangents. It's like a little, like, what else could we weave in there? <laughs> yeah. So let's like wrap it with this is it's like for the people that might be where we've been, right. Where, it, whether it is the kind of harder things like schedules and benefits or money, or whether it is the, like, I'm so burnt out. I'm so unfulfilled. This doesn't feel right. Like no matter where anyone listening is on the spectrum, they're at this point though, where, they can recognize that some sort of change is needed, that they're in their head. They're questioning, they're doubting, they're blaming themselves. Like they're in that space. If they have that like inner knowing that somehow it's time to switch it up, whatever that means. What do you think you'd say to that person? I am a big fan of journaling. Mm -hmm. I think that that has always helped me get clarity Because I think if we try to make decisions when we're not clear, it makes things a hundred times harder than it has to be. Um, And again, like I've made decisions where I definitely was not clear on what I was doing. And then I've had to backtrack and be like, wait, okay, that didn't work. So I don't think it's necessarily bad because I think you could still learn. But I think if you're in that, like, just, I just don't know. And that is such a frustrating place to be. Like, Mm -hmm. I am with you if you're in it. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, writing it down, what, playing, like, kind of both sides. Like, what would it look like to go this way? What would it look like to do this? Again, like, back to, like, what are my strengths? What am I passionate about? What could I do? It all, I think it just really all goes back to, like, get super, super clear. Why are you doing this to begin with? is it sometimes it's worth it to just stick it out. Like you don't, you know, we're not saying that you have to change or pivot because sometimes it's like, nope, you got to kind of stay there for a minute and wait out the storm. Right. And so I I think I would for sure just be like, you gotta get clear. You got, you got to do some, some of the, the unsexy stuff where it's like, yeah, sit down and journal it out and you know, think about even like, if it's financial, what does that look like? What is your, what do your finances look like? Are there some hard decisions you have to make because of that? Like it, it is a lot of just sit, like getting like super, super clear with where you're at and where you want to to go. Yeah. And I think that even by just opening yourself up to give yourself the permission that it's okay to now explore and look yeah. and pursue options like yeah. that alone makes so yeah it doesn't mean that it's gonna happen today or tomorrow that I'm finally giving myself like that permission to be open to that it can look different and that there are options out there I think that is so freeing for a lot of people so then like you're saying then when you are journaling um when you are doing the unsexy stuff to like get to know yourself better and your needs better. Um, it's that much, I don't know, maybe easier. It's that much easier because you've opened the door, you know, and given yourself that permission. And I think that takes care of a lot of it. So that I don't have to have the pressure of like, I need to answer this right now. I need to figure this out right now. It can still be a process. It can still evolve. Um, but just being open to it, you know, I think gives people a ton of permission that they, they 
have needed. So I'm just gonna wrap it up there. Again, this conversation we could have talked probably for days. Um, thank you so much to Crystal for being here. I really appreciate all of your time. Uh, and, and just like you said, that this is a conversation that's definitely lacking out there in for sure, like the virtual business world and direct selling world. But I think just in general, I think a lot of people, when you said, um, like, if you don't know, and you said, I feel you, right? If someone's in that, I don't know. I think collectively, there are a ton of people that are at some pretty pivotal places mm -hmm. in their life of like, this isn't working. I'm not willing to tolerate that any longer. I don't really know what out, right? Like this, I think a lot of people are in this place. And so I think, I hope this conversation and just hearing from both of us and our different examples will really be very validating for a lot of people. Um, and that it's okay to be in that place for sure. Yes. It's uncomfortable. Like, it's okay. Yes. So uncomfortable. Normal. It's okay. Yeah. So normal. Yeah. I feel like if more people talked about it, we'd all be like, oh, you too? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. really? And you'd be surprised at like how, how normal it is. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your yeah. experiences and taking the time to just have this conversation that I do. I hope it, you know, things like this continue to ripple out there and that one, like not knowing is okay and normal and two, switching it up, having multiple things at one time, adding, subtracting, totally pivoting. It's all normal. Yes. Yes. And embrace it. Yeah. I think just, it'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be okay. So I will be sure Crystal mentioned her workbook. She mentioned her Saint business. I will 3000% be putting these in the show notes. Everyone go follow her on Instagram, check out these resources um, Crystal, if, if you heard Saint makeup and you were like, Ooh, go watch her stuff. Cause <laughs> it, when I say she is creative and really good at what she does, like she has so many cool reels and tutorials on like all the cool stuff that she does. Like go binge watch Crystal this afternoon. Oh, and watch this. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, of course. Thank you again, everybody. We will be back next week until next time. Take care. Bye.